Welcome to track number 11 of Finish What You Started. Through what we've seen so far, to finish, we finished it. <laughs> to finish what we started, isn't it? Are you on course to finishing what you've started? Okay. What is the first reason? We want to read together. Go through it together. First reason to finishing what or why we must finish what we have started. And we, have, we are doing 24 reasons why we must finish what we have started. Reason number one is what? No, 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 no. Why don't we all say the same things? Sounds like we have different things. So that what? It's beautiful, but I'll come back to you. See you soon. We'll finish, we'll finish what we started. <laughs> all right. Number 11. We jump from 1 to 11. We, we, we were on what? Number 10? Okay, number 11. We must finish what we started so that we are not moved. Amen. From our particular course. Okay. All right? Are you there? Now, we have a particular course. Now, turn with me to Acts 20, 24. Acts 20, 24. You've not been to America before. But none of these things move me. Amen. Amen. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. Amen. Amen. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Amen. 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 Are you excited about this verse? You see, anytime you are finishing, okay, you get it. Um, Uh, what do you call it? Where are we? Huh? 2024. Anytime you finish, it means you are not moved. When you don't finish, it means you were moved. And it. That's why he said, none of these things move me. So that I might finish. 
So some of you may not finish your calling in lighthouse because you are moved. And it. Or you don't understand it. There is no shame. You may scream. <laughs> Let's say God has planned for you to be an apostle. Like how Pastor Clufio is being sent as an apostle. Some of you may never get there because something will move you. Do you understand? Uh -huh. So each step you take must be a step that shows how you are not being moved. Do you know that? I've always wanted to evangelize and I've expressed it I think by preaching about evangelism because I wouldn't evangelize and I've expressed it by organizing crusade for Bishop Saki to preach <laughs> do you see but then today I'm preaching so and I remember when I, I would chat with Bishop Saki many years ago when we were in school in, in the 80s and he would tell me about how he's concerned about the people that need Christ in the towns and the villages. And I also felt like that I also had the same concern. And Pastor Jake also had the same concern. Pastor Jake was our, one of our early evangelists in the church. He had a crusade in Agbozume, isn't it? Some years ago. So, um, for us to be evangelizing in a very serious way, it means that a lot of things that wanted to move us have not been able to move us. What do you think? So plan to be one of the old men in the church. In Jesus' name. I said in Jesus' name. Plan to be one of the old ladies in church. Plan to be one of the people who sleeps in church due to old age. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. I mean you have been you have been so faithful that in your old age even when the younger ones are preaching you sit there to encourage them and you you sleep as a as a problem of old age but you are there you get what i'm saying how many agree that it's better to come and sleep than you didn't i mean you are not around at all I mean, there's no shame. <laughs> you, are, you are 80 years old. There's no shame. If you are sleeping during the Sunday morning sermon at the age of 80, there is no shame. You may scream. <laughs> yeah. Are you there? None of these things move me. So finishing is all about not being moved. 
And that is why you must finish. You see, Pastor Obi, <laughs> he has been sent to Kenya from England. In order to finish his work, a lot of things must not move him. He should not be moved by a whole lot of things. And Charlie, as the fight gets hotter, that's when you know that you are really called. If you don't have any crisis in your life, I don't think you are called. There must be some trouble in your life. Because the devil will not attack a dead piece of wood which is not harming him. That when you are disturbing the enemy, there will be so many issues in your life, your ministry, the church, situations, finances, whatever. But if you have rested and you have, have fallen away, that's where you stay back and say, no, I have need of nothing. I have no problems. I have no needs. As I'm here now, I need so many things. <laughs> I need so many things. So much money. I'm praying. Huh? So now when I read from David, I become encouraged. Who was always fighting. He has become one of my favorites. When I see him, I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded, oh Lord. They have surrounded me like bees. Then I, I, I can identify with it. Because I'm also in a battle. Constantly. When I finish this side, I turn to this side. I'm fighting. Amen. How many are ready to do, be excited in the fights? Yeah. There must be war. To win a war, you must become war. <laughs> How come your life is so peaceful? Huh? You are tall. How come your life is so peaceful? There's no trouble in your life. There's no crisis in your life. Everything is perfect. Are you part of the same army that we are part of? When you go to certain places, you go to uh, 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 certain parts of the world, you see that it's not a small thing to be there. Fighting. Then you know that, yes, you are part of the war. So Paul said, none of these things move me. And then, neither count I my, my life dear. When you count your life dear and you count your new car dear and your house dear and your little children dear Sometimes I look at my children and say, well, if I die, I've done my best for them. I've done what I, I do. After now, I've done what I think I can do. I've looked after them. I've loved them. I've played with them. Everything that I, I think I can do. If I go, glory be to God. God will take care. That's how I think. Neither can't I my life dear to preserve myself for my children. Because, by the way, I don't need to come here. I'm not gaining anything by coming here. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I mean in terms of the natural I don't get the message So there are always pressures which want to move. Some of you, you are moved by your children. You are moved by your father. Your father can move you. Your mother. Your beloved's face. Your wife can move you. You say you are called, but your wife can move you. Then you are not called. Rise up and show your wife who is the head of the house. Beat your chest and say, to win a war, you must become war. And you are going to see war in this house. You shall see war. You cannot allow your wife to rule you. You call yourself a man. Manhood is not about one guy was. Are there children here? So now Claude is here, fifteen years old. Okay. You are a man, and your wife is leading you. She is going where she wants to go, she is doing what she wants to do. Her attitude is leading your house, her spirit is guiding the mission, and you are calling yourself the head of the house. Hey! Me, my wife does not lead me. When I entered a relationship with her, I said, I, I would like to marry you. Will you marry me? She said, yes. Okay. Then, we were going. Then she said she's going to England to go and study law. I said, well, by the time you come back from studying this law for two years or whatever, I don't know whether your mind will be working in the same way that my mind is working. So if you go to England to study law, I cannot guarantee that I can be in a relationship with you again. Yeah. If you are good two years, I can't guarantee. Yeah. Look. If you are not hard, eh, your wife will lead you. Eh? My wife, I told her one day, I said that eh, I will never obey you, I will obey God. That's I told her, I promise you. I promise you. Hey! To win a war, you must become war. <laughs> Choboy! You say you are a man. Ha! Huh? 
Do you know what you use to measure whether you are a man? <laughs> you are using the wrong things to measure. <laughs> A man that a woman leads you Yeah I'm going to I'm writing a book about The wisdom of serpents Yeah Serpentine wisdom 28 keys But one of the wisdom of a snake Is that it can eat the wife (laughs) 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 so when the king cobra when the king cobra is going to have you see what people do is that snakes eat snakes they swallow them like spaghetti like that that's how that's one of the things that snakes do many snakes eat snakes you see a very poisonous snake is simply spaghetti for another snake do you know spaghetti noodles yeah. so when the king cobra is approaching a female to have marital relations the 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 female is not sure whether it is coming to have sex or it's coming to eat it no, he doesn't joke with disobedience Wives at all right now, no, they'll eat you. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I can, I can show you, I can show you a, a film. You see, when, when the scam is not sure because in case it is not a good this thing and it's rather hungry than sex because you know a man is food or sex these are the two things that he needs (laughs) you say you are a man you cannot eat up the female rather it will be leading you Some of you, your churches are made up of the people that your wife likes. Your church will never grow. They are made up of... uh, Some people's churches are made up of only ugly women. Because your wife will not allow any beautiful girl to be in the church.
beautiful member that comes. Ha! Who is that girl? Be very careful. Let this be your, your wife is one who let this be the last time. And you call yourself a man. You are measuring the wrong things. One day I went to visit a certain beautiful lady. <laughs> so I asked her, Why have you not been coming to the church? I went to a, a, a church. She said, A church? Because the church was, the pastor of the church was a woman. Said, oh, there were a lot of lady pastors. They said, Oh, the women have sacked all of us. We, the beautiful ones, have been sacked from the church. Any nice looking lady, out. You, out. You, out. You, you say you are a man what are you measuring that is revealing to you that you are a man oh you don't understand what I'm saying none of these things move me neither can't I myself my life dear look you see do you remember that story There was a story. There was a certain man. <laughs> and uh, he was going uh, um, on a journey. He left somewhere, excuse me, five talents, two talents, one talent. When he came back, the guy with one talent came and said, I know that you are a hard man, reaping where you have not sown. Now, that statement, you see, is true. If you are not hard, you cannot do the work that you are supposed to do. Yeah. You cannot. You get it? Yeah. You cannot. You will stop. Paul said, I don't count my life dear. Paul said, none of these things move. Things are trying to move me. I cannot be moved. Nothing can move me from my, my course. If you want to be a pastor, huh, so many of some of you, the things that move you are so small. You see, that is a pity. That's why when people talk, I say to them these days, shoot, don't talk. Have you watched uh, this film? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Huh? Have you watched it before? Yeah. You see, in every film, those who talk a lot die have you seen at the end of the film there's a blow man and then another guy and then the guy has caught him and said he starts to talk to him you see you this this and that i told you this this this, this that you see you, you should have shot him you should have been talking too much so in the good the bad and the, the ugly guy 
he was there and somebody caught him and the guy was talking say you this 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 and he had a gun under the water so he brought the gun out and shot the man when he shot him, he said, you see shoot don't talk you talk too much shoot shoot don't talk we need more actions than talking amen show yourself to be a man your school can prevent you your mother can prevent you your beloved can prevent you your wife can prevent you your business can prevent you your fears can prevent you. your mother-in-law one guy told me my grandmother something about my grandmother I said, grandmother this is even not in the bible we have we have my father your father your mother and so on but grandmother that you have gone so high now he told me that his grandmother wasn't well so because of that something 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 so I look at somebody so these days i don't want to hear somebody said me i have a feeling i want to do that i said shoot don't talk just shoot so i want to encourage all of you don't allow anything to keep you away from the ministry as you see me preaching here even my mother-in-law could have kept me out out of the ministry my earthly father my father said Look, do what you want to do he's like he'll be there you see yeah yeah i mean whatever if i can survive my mother-in-law talk 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 always until one day i said to her because i was a doctor and i was not going to work at the hospital and i said i'm a pastor of some few people one day i, I told her i said please teacher her name is please teacher please teacher i said please teacher let this be the last time that you talk about this topic this is what i have decided to do when i told her i was afraid i told her with all due respect i said it respectfully yeah with all due respect please i don't want to talk about this again i have decided to do what i'm doing this is it yeah and from that time till today now yeah she has they have never brought it up no one day my father-in-law looked at me and said you look like jesus as i look at you at first at first i was satan i was this i was that now after fulfilling the call for some time look and say you look like jesus None of these things. My father-in-law couldn't. My father-in-law went to the hospital. He said he knows the administrator because I had been posted to the pathology department, which is the the mortuary where the dead people are. And he said, I know why you are not going to work. It is because of the mortuary. You are afraid of the mortuary. So I am going to see him to transfer you to another place where there are no dead people. I said, Daddy, that is not the reason why. I want to work for God. I had to deal with my father-in-law. I had to deal with my mother-in-law. I had to deal with financial reasons. Huh? Wow. I was afraid. But I said, I don't care. Which school will my children go to? I said, I don't care what school they will. They will me. They will speak English. I'll give them storybooks to read. They will speak English well. They will know how to write and read. This is basic. Basic. 
<laughs> they can learn how to read and write. Yeah. yeah. And I'm blessed. Yeah. And when my son went to medical school, I was surprised that me, I'll have a child who go to medical school. I was because I never my children it was I've, I've dashed them to the forest. Oh yeah. Because what I was doing, I know the line. You see, people have people used to argue, my children go to this school, my children go to know the children. This is the school they go to here. My son is a founder of a, a nursery school. He was the first student in that school, the only student. <laughs> <laughs> There was nobody else in the school. So recently they called him to come for anniversary. I think they were having uh, 15 years something anniversary. Yeah. He was the first student. When the school, or because it was a new school, cheap, whatever, and just by a house, we went and put him there. Said, this is our child. <laughs> yeah. I've played all these games with my life and with my children and my wife and everything. If it has worked out, praise God. But whether it works or it doesn't work, that was my mind. Is ever possible? Neither count I my life dear to myself. That's how come I'm able to finish my call and do what I'm doing. If I was to be thinking about a lot of things, I would not be. Do, I, I would not even be here, and, and you will also not be here. You, in fact, you are the one who will not be here. That's that's how the ministry is done. You get it by not being moved. There are some of you, you say you are coming to Ghana to Bible school. So, something small can move you. Talking plenty. I say, don't talk. Shoot. Stop your talking. Do you understand? Yeah. So, if you are going to finish your call, eh, you have to, it, it proves that a lot of things couldn't move you from the conviction that you had in your life. A lot of things couldn't move you. And when you don't finish, it, it shows how much so many things moved you. And especially, it starts from the family. If it's fathers, mothers, grandmothers, in-laws, children, whatever, it goes on. Are you listening? Yeah. So watch out. Number 12. We must finish our work whether it is a long project or something short. We must finish long, long callings and short callings must all be finished. That's why we must finish. We must finish because we must finish whether it's short or whether it's long. But sometimes the short one is great. Sometimes it's long. Sometimes it's 50 years of ministry. In Romans chapter 9 verse 28 It says for he will finish the work And cut it short in righteousness Because a short work will the Lord Make upon the earth Romans chapter 9 verse 28 How many realize that sometimes You've got something short to do Juanita had a short calling She died at the age of 42 She came into a ministry For a few years Maybe 7 years I don't know if she was 10 years full time ministry I don't think so short, she had a short calling some of us, our, our callings are short 
Yeah. What's the name of Simukai? He died, huh? Yeah. He had a short calling. How old was he? 25. And and at the last camp, he was here. And I spoke with him and agreed with him that he was coming to Ghana. Isn't it? For for healing Jesus crusade. He was coming to work with us. So I said, Come. I didn't know that I would not see him again. You know, I didn't know that his, his calling was so short. He had been given only 25 years to live on this earth. I was talking to a 24 years old person who had been given 25 years to live. I didn't know that he had some months to live. Maybe if he had come earlier, it would have... Oh? You never know. Possible. What do you think? So, brothers and sisters, there are short works that are also long. I mean, how do you know? Ask your neighbor, are you going to live long or short? Huh? How do you know? Ask your neighbor, do you think you, you will be an old man when you are dead or you will die? And ask your neighbor, do you think you will die within the next five years? Then ask your neighbor, do you think you will be alive by December? Ask your neighbor, do you know? Do you know? Ask yourself such questions. When you ask yourself these questions, you become very wise. Because you know that you cannot give an answer of yes. How do you know? How can you be sure? There are so many things that can pick you out. Within a few weeks. You'll be gone, and somehow it's mysterious when you are called to live long. You live, even though there are threatening things that seem to be killing. One pastor he had a chronic renal failure, he was dying, and he had been on dialysis for a long time. So, I mean, chronic renal failure, kidney failure, you are supposed to die, but they kept on dialysis. He had, he had been on dialysis for so many years, surviving. And one day, a certain young lady decided to marry him. You see, a nice, beautiful girl in the church. And she knew very well that the person she's marrying, that she's born in love with, is somebody who is on death row. Is somebody who is, I mean, supposed to die, but is surviving. None of his kidneys are working. They have transplanted, doesn't work. They have done transplant. He's in the highest possible place you can get. Nothing, even the, 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 chronic thing, now the veins are fibrosis. It's not easy for them to do the dialysis. So as she married him, she knew that she would by means be a widow very soon. But she, she still decided to marry him. A few couple of months after she married, she was rather diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. And aggr- not the aggressive kind of cancer I'm talking about ministers at a certain level. 
and she rather deteriorated suddenly and fast within a few weeks she was dead and he rather buried her I, when I visited their church I saw the guy who was standing there you still leading worship talking whatever he is alive his new young wife who was slated to be a widow is rather gone and he is there and then life is moving on because you see the Bible says God says I'll do a short work sometimes he will do a short work so those of you who are postponed say, when I'm 32 then I'll do this and I'll have two children after two children I'll do this and then my husband he will do this look these plans you are making I don't know who gave them to you I don't know who gave these plans to you and where you got the faith to have such projections I, I don't know where you get such faith from because sometimes God does a short work and within that short work you are supposed to fulfill your God that's why we don't joke when God calls you you cannot afford to say look Lord give me some time next week next time see, Lord see me next week when God is calling you say what's your name what do you want from me why do you want me I'm busy Lord you know I'm a young person Lord I'm nice I'm school I'm so young call an old man call somebody who is retired call somebody who doesn't have such computer skills like me information technology somebody who is as bright as I am with bright eyes for the future when God is calling you you rise and you say yes sir Lord because you never know the calling may be is a short work he died five years after he got born again isn't it the day he died or the day he was buried was pastor Niajedo told me exactly five years ago I had a crusade and this Simukai gave his life to Christ in five years to the date the very day that they had that crusade that he walked forward and gave his life to Jesus Christ was the day that he was buried pastor our pastor another pastor I remember he died. I was on a golf course when they called me to tell me he was dead. Exactly five years from the time he gave his life to Christ in the hospital through one of our pastors. Give that guy a red card. The guy in the blue shirt there. Brother, arise. You see, go towards the angel police. Can I have these two policemen, daughter and uh, whatever? Remove him from the community. If he's arguing, carry him uh, physically carry him with his chair and all his possessions there is no shame there is no shame there is no shame since 2006 December I don't allow people to close their eyes okay what was I saying Five years exactly after he gave his life to Christ, he died. Pastor Charles. Five years. So, he says, whether it's a short work, for he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness. Because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. Sometimes God makes a short work. 
It's not a long thing. As such as he lets you live long. John Wesley, he thought he was going to die when he was about 40. So he wrote his funeral things and all that. He didn't die. He lived to 80. <laughs> he wrote his funeral, his epitaph, everything. He wrote it. When I die, write this, do this. He thought he was dying. And in those days, people died more at the age of 40. 40, 50. But he didn't die. He lived. I told you that some people, they don't easily die. They lived and lived and lived and lived and lived. He was 80. Preaching and preaching and preaching. He was very old when he died. You get it? So brothers and sisters, God may be doing a short work with you. And if you're going to finish your short work, you can't put it off. You can't say, you know, Lord, I see you. And when you are young, that's when God likes you. Huh? When you are young, you are juicy, you are fresh, you are nice, you have strength, you are full of sexual desires. Shabaya! How many realize that sometimes you feel certain feelings? It is a sign of strength. Yeah. Erections are a symptom of the body's restedness and well-being. Yeah. Are you strong? Are you strong? Are you very strong? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you may be thinking it's a sign of Satan you see some of you feel that it's a sign of no it's a sign that you are well it's a sign that you are strong there's energy there's life ah, it's a sign of your calling that God, God has called you in your strength the peak of your strength you after church come and see some of the elderly pastors and ask them what has been happening in their houses they, they sleep like wawa board and that kind of wood in the house but you see when you have a mind you always feel like satan or there is evil in you that always gets up even on its own it rises. I mean, it wakes up. When you haven't even decided to do something bad, it wants to do something on its own. Hey! But, but rather, it's a sign that you are well. That you are strong. Very strong. The strongest so far. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Is when that is when God is calling you. Ah, not that when now you are tired, no energy, no life, no strength, no zeal, no fire, no power. Oh, yeah, because when you are young and God is called, you are afraid. Say, Lord, I'm always. How many brothers from Narela feel that you are always feeling last? No, you are feeling strength. Strength. 
Yeah. I feel his strength. Yeah. So, so it is a matter. Listen, listen. Tell me, I'm not joking. Oh, there's no. I don't have even one percent of joking. What I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Brothers, it's a sign. So it is about which direction will you put the strength. Yeah. Which direction will you put the strength? Yes. Which, which, where will you put your strength to work? You can either go from woman to woman like a dog and you keep going indiscriminately from one vagina to another. And, 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 and you, are, you, are, you are just like an animal. You are just like an animal. Yeah. You're just like an animal. There's no need of that. You can get your own personal vagina in the house. Do you understand? Your own wife. You get it. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm talking about? And you direct. Look, 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 look. You are disturbing me. And then you direct your strength. You understand? You use a portion for your wife and you the rest any remaining energy for evangelism <laughs> tell your neighbor you are strong very strong the strongest so far yeah sit down how many brothers realize that God has also called you? Yeah. And sisters, you are now beautiful. But soon your beauty is going to start leaking. Yes. It's going to leak like that. Your face will change. Because gradually, as your face is beaten by the weather, the rain, the sun, the dust, you see that even your face is different from your neck. When you go and go and look in the mirror, you see that your face is different. Even your neck is nicer than your face. Because your face is now weary of life. Weather beaten. Look at other aspects of your weaponry. You realize that they are all changing. Now, when you are ministering, people even look at you. Just like elections, people look, oh, this man is nice. Most people will vote on that basis, not on your economic policies. Economic policy is the last thing they think about. Wisdom is the last. Just that he's nice, he talks nicely. He looks like a president. Yeah, we are going to vote for him. Yes, we can. You see Obama, handsome guy, talking nicely, rap speeches. Oh, easy. Compare him with an elderly person who is weather beaten and very tired and injured in wars and other things. <laughs> it's not a different thing. It wasn't a difficult election at all. 
for the masses to choose. Do you understand? So ladies, your beauty. This is a time that God needs your beauty. Are you beautiful? Maybe it's a short word God has. Don't wait till you are all, I mean, you cannot even find clothes to organize yourself into. Every cloth is smaller than you. Yeah. Now that you are nice, you are turgid, you are succulent, you are fresh, voluptuous, start speaking for Jesus. Don't be a strange woman who is using her powers. When you read the Bible, all faults of men are attributed to women. Or the sexual sin is never attributed to a man in the Bible. Or generally, it is not. You only, oh, they always blame women. In Proverbs, to deliver thee from the strange woman. Always try pre, pre, protecting you from, it's like the woman said, she hunted after the precious life. The Bible described these people as hunters. They always, it always blame the woman. Not me, the Bible. In Babylon, it said the, the woman, she says she has been turned into nothing because she's full of adultery. She has, she has drunk the wine of fornication with the kings of the earth. The kings, they were left. She was judged. But all the kings who have slept with her, they left them and they judged her. Because as for the brothers, we know. We know ourselves. Uh-huh. <laughs> By you, the ladies, when you are doing that, it means your mind is somewhere. So, sisters, use your beauty. Oh, yeah. It, it's all part of it. People are listening to a beautiful preacher, Paula White, Joyce Mayer, whatever, whatever. They, 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 they listen, they look and they listen. They look and they listen. Everybody looks and listens. Huh? Watch and pray. So use your beauty. Don't be annoyed at what I'm saying. No, no, no. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. A time will come, you will not get things to buy, even to wear. You will see that the size, you are no more in these other sizes. You are an advanced size. You will be wearing shorts. Anything just different. Mega things. <laughs> So when you are nice, you understand? The reason why I'm saying is that to be a president, you must be 40. To be a minister, they will always say, oh, this man, he's sleeping with the girls in the church. They've said all these things about me over the years. He sleep with the girls in the church. He's doing this. This person will be this. This is how people think. You see, one day somebody told us, I said, you are too handsome to be a husband. So you, are, you are too handsome to be a husband it's like you are too nice it's risky to marry somebody like you somebody who is so handsome it's like a lot of girls will like you so it's a dangerous kind of person to marry so say you are too handsome to be a husband yeah there, there, there are people who have this kind of mind so they, they, they discredit you. So you are a young man. So you there, you are just, I mean, Satan for multiple fornication. No. I am telling you and I'm encouraging you. 
so that you believe that uh, in your youthfulness in your energetic state in your the desire filled life and section of your life you also rise up and do something for God rather than say I'm waiting but when you wait till all those things are now gone you have this number of children you have a wife who doesn't follow you anymore you have financial problems mortgages this and that all the reasons multiply that's why God says that a Levite from the age of 25 he will start ministering in the house of the Lord Jesus was 30 when he started ministering actively yeah and so brothers and sisters it is your young state that God is interested in he's not interested in your retirement state your old state your finished state even the bank the government they retire you automatically retire 60 go 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 sometimes 55 you must go go out go out let other people come yeah it's a reality and i'm explaining to you that it's that same energy you see it's energy as i said that those things not necessarily a sign of sexual desire but it's actually a sign of well-being or health and strength yeah it's not, you see you may think i'm joking i'm not joking at all it's very real it's actually a sign of strength health whatever and all those things it's just a short period it will go that's why the most sold drug in the world is viagra it's a drug to make erection because very soon that interest and whatever you see that thing and it's like, what is this nasty uh, this thing that we are looking at here mm, what is that mm. and you see that it has no effect on you yeah so at this stage where you don't need such medicines and you are a young man and you are fresh and you have energy and you have life give that energy to god i am here sent by god to call you to campaign to say come and give your better years to god give your intelligence you see how lighthouse is god has used my all intelligence he has given me all knowledge all money all connections everything i've applied it and deployed it for the church yeah I, i'm now 40 so i could say yes i'm not going to work for god so i'm not going to start a church somewhere whatever it will be very different you know you will not be here taboo no no no, no. so you you never know whether it's a short work i don't know how long i'm going to live i could i could, I could even die this year I could just be gone sadly by the end of the year so we've forgotten so when bishop yeah when bishop was around this this that that and i'll just be past history a year two years gone you will not even remember it's possible on the other hand i could live to be 80 and all of you who think that what i'm saying is a prophecy that i'm going to i could bury all of you and still be here at the age of 80. <laughs> because anytime a, a man of god start to say such things then they start to record say, hey now if it happens like that they go and bring say, see he said this this is a prophecy you wait and see i'll bury all of you and i'll still be here hmm. and i'm giving teachings you are thinking of other things your math amen, amen. beautiful girls how many of you beautiful girls are going to use your weapons your youthfulness your niceness for jesus yeah you see there are people who don't like hearing these things 
Some of you think I'm saying it too much. But I will say it. I will say it. Because many of you don't have anybody to talk frankly to you. To talk practically to you and tell you exactly what I'm saying. What I'm saying is true. Your beauty is for a period. One day I saw a certain lady. (laughs) And her husband died. And she came to me one day. She said to me, I want to marry again. And I look at the lady. I said, wow. It's not going to be easy to get somebody to marry you. Because even the younger ones who have never had a husband, it's not easy for us to get husbands for them. more you that have been married at least once at least you were married for some few years and now you want to join at the age of 40 something to come and join 21 year olds 23 years old that we are all looking for beloveds together So when she said it I didn't say anything And I just said May the Lord provide Because If the Lord will do a wonderful miracle Perhaps But it's not easy Because you see your time passes You are still a woman But things are different You now when you look in the mirror You don't see what I'm saying You don't see Do you see Yeah you see that what used to be here has moved to here. <laughs> one day, one day, one day, a certain pastor came to see me. And he told me, Bishop, I have seen something. I said, I said, what have you seen? He said, I've seen something. I said, what have you seen? He said, what I have seen. It's very wild. So I said, what have you seen? He said, I was driving by the roadside. And I saw a certain lady. And this lady was carrying a baby at her back. And she wanted to breastfeed the baby. So, anytime she wanted to breastfeed, she, she would take... She, he, said, he said to me, Bishop, I saw it with my eye. She would take the breast and then to the side. <laughs> I said you are lying. He said, Bishop, it's not that somebody told me. It's what I saw with my eyes. To the side. Hey. The thing can pass all the way to the back, to the shoulder here. Basketball or what? (laughs) Okay, okay. You see, a lot of people don't want to face these realities. Yeah. But it's a reality. 
one day I met a certain brother <laughs> and I told him I said brother you need to change the style of your trousers <laughs> so he said he said why I said this trousers that you are wearing is for when you were younger but now your stomach has become very big and it's moving downwards like this so you need to get another type that will go over (laughs) but you see he didn't want to change it so he was arguing with me because he didn't want to change it because he felt he was still a young man I said it is not you have to accept the realities as for me I said this one I use it to as a cushion it was not there before but now it is there what am I going to do amen are you listening so tell your brother you are changing quickly so start preaching quickly before you become to look one day a certain lady came to preach on television and there were some Christians watching her and a pastor made a comment and said that oh even he mentioned the name of the lady who was preaching on television oh even somebody as ugly as this woman is preaching so this person is not as ugly I mean he said it on television clearly said oh an ugly uh, uh, woman like this is is able to preach yeah I was surprised you see but it was something that was in our minds on that she has said it so sisters God made all of you beautiful and at least at a certain age there's some beauty and you'll be surprised when you start preaching people will like to marry you oh yeah because your value goes up realize that it's not just dressing eyebrows eyelashes and all emptiness but there's something in you something in you can i have an amen from the sisters i see my ladies rising and becoming prophets evangelists apostles amen number 13 all pastors and missionaries missionaries must finish the work being done in their church members' lives. Amen. Missionaries must finish the work that you are doing in people's lives. You see, that's why Pastor Daniel has to stay in Port Elizabeth till he finishes the work that he's doing on the members' lives. Amen. And Pastor, Lady Pastor Della also. What do you call her? <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse five. And this, not as we had expected, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. So we urged Titus that as he had previously made a beginning 
so he would also complete in you this gracious work as well amen we were urging titus titus had gone to crates or he had gone to various we were urging him that as he has begun he should finish it are you ready to finish your work in botswana yeah as you began you got to finish it amen whatever you began you got to finish it you got to finish you got to finish you got to finish so titus missionaries pastors you got to finish oh lord we are praying for one johannesburg pretoria Kautai. ah there was a day that i came here isn't it i said hundred churches in this area not to south africa isn't it Kautai. we did it stand up everybody let's ask god lift your hand and ask god quickly hundred churches in Kautai. pray close your eyes and say lord Give me a hundred. Give us a hundred churches in the counting alone now. Pray for it. God should do it. God should send missionaries. God should send the pastors, lay people, shepherds should rise up and do something. Stop sitting down and do it in the name of Jesus. 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 We pray your name. Mansel Kijingaram, Bonjin Kanagaliste, Chingol Gonolosis. Chigila bigile ganalam zogere keregilo zembolana galadaba san beledesh talembre lembolages perelilo lolomonda la ramande de debege de limode la manazi de berere in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus manka sandelebe kandala baradala father we are not praying for the whole of south africa now we are just praying for the kauteng area we are praying that you give us more than 100 and something churches in this area with people going to each of those churches lord with souls lord members people father we don't mind if it's a small church we just want a church lord bless it lord bless and make it big make it better make it better than we imagine what we dream do it lord we are praying for it give it to us lord give us hundreds of churches in southern africa cause every country where we have sent a missionary to have at least 100 churches we are asking for it in the name of Jesus. We are tired of counting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. We are tired of counting in tens and ones. Lord, now let it be in hundreds. Let it be in the hundreds. Let it be in hundreds. Man satila bamana. Man sana banana. Yea, my God, my God. Increase us like a flock. Cause us to multiply to realms and levels that can only be multiplied by Jehovah. Let your hand be upon all that we are doing. For the Lord is near unto those that will call upon him. Father, we pray for your nearness as we call upon you to our churches here. That you will bless us, Lord, and give us the increase. That you will anoint the little girls, the little boys, the young boys in the church, the young girls in the church, to rise up and be pastors like Jesus was in the temple, preaching the word, discussing with the elders and the wise men. Lord, let your young people today rise up and do your work 
Father, we thank you. We don't have to be 40 years before we can work for you. We don't have even to be 30 years before we can work for you. We thank you that this is our time. It's our time to rise. It's our time to work. It's our time to also be involved. It's our time to stop fornicating, lying, stealing, and doing all immoral things. And become ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are praying in the name of Jesus. Father, that you will cleanse us by your blood of our sins, Lord. The sins of our youth. The sins and mistakes of our youthfulness. And lift us up, O God, to ascend into your holy hill. That we may stand in your presence. And stand among them that are numbered. And among them that are called. And among them that are numbered for us, for your service and for your kingdom. Father, let there be great apostles, great servants, great pastors, released from amongst us. Father, he who began a good work in us shall bring it to a perfect end. Our faith is in you that what you began in South Africa some years ago, Lord, this is not the end. This is not even the middle. Lord, but you will bring it to a perfect end. We are calling on you, Father, in the name of Jesus because by our strength, we have nothing to offer. We can do nothing. We have nothing. We are nothing. But we are depending on you. We are thanking you for your provision. Lift your hand and thank God for his blessing. Thank God. It's our time, Lord. We thank you, Lord. It's our time. We thank you, Lord. It's our time. It's our time to be involved. It's our time to work. It's our time to do your will. It's our time to, to rise up and to be involved. And it's our time to also bear fruit, Lord. Instead of bearing illegitimate children, we are going to bear spiritual children. Instead of giving birth to fatherless children and motherless children and HIV orphans, we shall bring forth souls in this country and in the southern Africa. Lord, we shall reverse the curse that is upon the land to kill and destroy and to steal from this nation and to destroy the people that are here. By your power and by your hand, your spirit is upon us. Your power is upon us. Your anointing is upon us. Your anointing is upon the young ones. The little ones who seem to know not much. They shall be honorable men. Honorable men. Holy men. Working for you. Serving you. We we'll give you thanks. Oh, we give you thanks. We will give you thanks. Thank God for Zambia now. God is giving Zambia more than 100 churches. Mando sembere kibolo mo shandalaba, mendele be zimbere lebe kimandala baramba, mendele be simbara la mamando Thank God for Swaziland. Thank God for Malawi. Thank God for Malawi. Thank God for Zimbabwe. God is reversing the darkness upon Zimbabwe. Thank God for the blessing of Jehovah. Thank God for Kenya. Thank God for Kenya. For a great revival shall break forth from there. In the name of Jesus. Thank God for your life. You are among those that are called. You are among those that God shall use. In the name of Jesus. Sit down. You know there's there's something that I I want to show you. How many have done some bad things since you were young? In this world. But how many are ready to use the remainder of your young period for something? Oh, Jesus. It's our time. Sing it. To everything there is a season.
Psalm 25. Let me show you. The one who made the whole world has everything in his hand. He wants the world to know him in all his righteousness. He has called us into his kingdom for such a time as this. Verse 7 is your verse. Circle it. It's our time to believe. It's our time to love and live. There was a time we received, but now it's time for us to give. Standing hand in hand together, let's reach out and touch our world. Can you hear the spirit calling? Can you hear the spirit calling? was also bad when he was young so he prayed in verse 7 do not remember the sins of my youth mercy all my transgressions how many have done some very bad things as a young person raise your hand but how many realize that you are still young so the remaining part of your youth you see God is saying that he will not remember whatever you've done as a young person he will not remember it and your transgressions Yes. Because many of us, we, 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 we committed sins in our ignorance. So he said, do not remember. According to your loving kindness, remember me. For your goodness sake. Amen. This is God's blessing for you today. That your youthful mistakes. That's why you see, as for me, I don't if, if I have a pastor and he gets into trouble, telling me I, I'm on the pastor's side, I can tell you in advance. The guy who is in trouble, I'm on his side. Even if he goes to sin, I'll be on his side. I'll fight for him. I will defend him. I will cover him. Even I will not let you know. If you know, I'll face. I'll face you. One day I went to one of my pastors went and commit went to commit some sin with somebody so when I came there were all the people I came I put a pastor behind me stand behind me and I see all the people and I, you say what you say what you say what I silence all of them how many of you have not committed sin before will you be quiet there I silence all of them I took my guy I returned with him established him in the church in the ministry and later I sent him somewhere and he's doing very well today. One day, the, I, I was with Young Gicho in Accra, in a restaurant, in a Thai, Thai restaurant. We were eating some a kind of a chicken something. Special Thai chicken. I was sitting by him at the bar. We were eating. And then somebody asked him, the person said, so what do you do if the pastor sins? He said, well, these things you cannot tell, you know. He said, I have a pastor. He went and slept with some woman, this, this, that. He said, but I took him, I organized everything and so on. 
He said today he has 100,000 members, that guy. Yeah. His, his life has organized everything. Yeah. I'm not saying pastors go and do bad things. So. But I'm saying to you that look, sometimes we make mistakes and we are young. And God said, forgive me for the sins of my youth. Do you understand? Because you never know. This guy who has committed sins in you, sometimes God even allows you to commit sins so that you know that you are a sinner. People who haven't done anything before, they don't know that they are sinners. You see them walking in church as if they are the owners of the church. Sinners. All sinners to the left. All virgins to the right. Hey! They are the latest virgin Marys in the church. And you see that feeling in them. The son that God allows you to experience something so that you know that you are an ordinary man. Zimbo. It's time for the young. How many are young? If you are young, just raise up your hand and enter the ministry in Jesus' name. It's our time. Come on. It's our time to believe. It's our time to love and live. There was a time we received. Wow. But now it's time for us to give. Standing hand in hand together. Let's reach out and touch our world. Can you hear the Spirit calling? It's our time. There was a time when we were learners. Come on. Now it's time for us to teach. Wow. There was a time. Are you ready to teach something? Are you ready to teach something? use the cup notes to teach. Don't worry, just take the notes and read it. Now it's time for us to land. It's our world. It's our nation. It's our time of destiny. is the world you can reach there will be another world after you those who are now three years old those who are now six years old they are coming by the time those who are six years are 36 it will be 30 years plus your age add it how much is that how much would that be you'll be 70 something if you are alive you'll be a 70 year old lady walking in the church like this and they say, oh, she has been in this church for many years. She's uh, one of her bishops, you know, whatever. So she's sort of, uh, 
But you'll be 70 years old, I know. Very old. There will be 30 year old fresh people. There's, there'll be another world here. This is our world that we are supposed to reach now. It's only our world we can reach in our time. I'm telling you, another world is good. They have already been born. The other world have already been born and they are just coming up. I'm not waiting for you as you keep planning later on this, later on that. Come on! Shoot now. Don't talk too much. See the guys in the Bible school? They are my heroes. I know great things are going to come out of those guys. Four years they have been in the school. Four years. I mean, Bible says in all labor there is profit. Bible says whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap. It will, it will never be in vain. It cannot be in vain. Give himself full time to something. Oh. Charlie. Those of you who are here at the camp, it's not for nothing. As you hear, you see that I see something. See, it's like a, it's not a hook, a single hook. It's like about three or four hooks holding you here like that. It's like it's calling you, it's pulling you. You can't do anything again in this world. You can only work for God. Did you hear me? I said, you can't do anything again in this world. You can only work for God. Shama Kabayaba. Palola Masandolo Bokamanale Bendelele Mekeba Sambalaba. Palaba Bandalaba. And some of you, when you don't follow and serve the Lord with gladness, you will serve an enemy of your soul. You will bow to an enemy. Yeah. You will bow to an enemy. You will be surprised. Mercy. It's our time. It's our time to believe. It's our time to love and Titus, now it's time for please us complete to it. Give. Standing hand in hand together, let's reach out and touch our world. Can you hear the spirit calling? Can you hear? more than men yeah ladies hear it more hmm? more ladies hear the spirit calling hmm. brothers hear money calling more but none of these things move me amen okay okay number 14 all good works we have begun must be completed. That's the next reason. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Every good thing we have started must be completed. Have we started the Bible school? It must be completed. Have you started working the Bible school? It must be completed. Have you started the ministry? It must be completed. He who began a good work in you he who began a good work in... is there a song like that can you sing it he who began a good work 
He who, you know it, he got a good word. People are supposed others who are to sing that part. It's not a main song. You get it? He who began a good work in you. He who began a good work in you. He began a good work in you. Start again. Ready go. Began a good work in you. He who 
Big and a good wagon. Ooh. Come on. Come on. Hey. You are not supposed to sing for him. He'll be faithful to complete it. He'll be faithful. No. Where are the police? Where are the uh, spiritual police in the church? <laughs> He's coming to bribe them. You are one. Okay. Ready, go. He who began a good work in you. He who began a good work in name of Jesus. I said I see it in the name of Jesus. He who began a good work in you is going to bring it to a completed. Eric, stand up. Lumumbashi, he who began a good work is going to bring it to a completion. God has started something good there. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to finish it. He's going to finish it. The beauty of the work is going to come out when you finish it but before you finish it almost all through your life you will not see the beauty of what you are doing at the end when you get into the finishing side of that work you see oh South Africa what God has begun may God finish it all may we finish what we have started here how many would like to see it finished everywhere you go you see somebody say I'm born again I, I go to Lighthouse Chapel. I gave my I was, I was in my house and people came there. They told me about Jesus. And I gave my life to Jesus. And I'm here. I'm here. Thank God. I was a sinner. I should have been dead. I should have been singing in my grave. But God spared me. Because Pastor Penny came there. Because Pastor Godwin came there. Talk to me. Wow. When we hear these testimonies from Soweto to Mafiki, anywhere, far away, we don't want to drive in South Africa. We don't see the signboard. Lighthouse Chapel. We are not shy of small. There is no shame about a small church. There is no shame. You may scream. 
How many would you mind being a pastor of 20 people? Would you love it? How many would love it? Oh, say, I love it. I love it. 20 people that you are saving. Ask Noah what it means to be a pastor of seven people. Save seven people. Three, no, himself included in the church. Three sons, three wives, and himself. Oh? And his wife, Noah. And he had a wife. So they were eight. Wow. I'm sure Noah was singing. He who began a good work. When he was nailing. Go. Go. Began a good go. work in me. He who began a good work in you. Go, go to your old key. Be active so that we don't choose a new key. Otherwise, we will choose different keys. Come on. Noah was shuffling them. This is the song he was singing. Faithful to complete. He'll be played. He was cutting the wood. He who started the work will be faithful. Then his nails were finished. He went to collect some nails. And he was singing. He
not going to wealth. So the point here is that Jesus is not only a beginner of ministries, but a finisher. 
Because Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, Hebrews 12 verse 2, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. So we must finish because the one we are serving is not only a starter of things, but he's a finisher of things that he has started. So whatever we have, whatever you have, you are a starter. God, the God you are serving is a beginner and also a finisher of the faith. Number 16. You must be like David. King David. Who, that's the next reason why you must finish. Who completed all aspects of what God had called him to do. In Acts chapter 13 verse 22, Bible says, when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my will, all my will. Acts 13 verse 22. Acts 13. Acts 13 verse 22. I found David. Oh, I found who? What's your name? I found what? What's your name? I found who? I found who? Wow. Who shall fulfill all my will? He will not fulfill part of my will. He will not fulfill 70% of my will. He will not fulfill 50% of my will. But he will fulfill all my will. May God say about you, I have found you. Wow. I found your name. And I found somebody who is going to fulfill all my will. So whatever you are doing in Port Elizabeth, finish all. So that God will say, I found Daniel. I found Della. Who shall fulfill all my will. Is it powerful? How many know that there are different aspects of the will of God? Yeah. You must fulfill all aspects of the will of God. Amen. Alright. The next reason why a very important reason why we must finish is because it is God who has put it into our hearts to finish. It's something that God is doing in our church. God has put it in our hearts to finish. God has put it in our hearts. How many realize that God is putting it in your heart? How many realize that God is putting it in your hearts? Yeah. You see, God put it in my heart to finish. He started to tell me about finishing. He started to talk to me about finishing. So, for some time now, it's always finish. Finish what you started. Finish finish what you started. You have to finish the things you started. So, God put it in my heart about South Africa. I saw that South Africa was a great work that we have begun here. But God put it in my heart that, look, it's nowhere near completed. You have to finish what has been started in South Africa. We have to finish what we started in all these different countries. This is not the end. This is not even the middle. It's less than 
of what God wants to do in our time. I'm not talking about the future, eternity, one day, some other people. I'm talking about you and me whilst we are fresh here. Revelations chapter 17. What does Revelation chapter 17 verse 17 say? For God hath put in their hearts huh, to fulfill his will. See, that's why we must feel because it's not, it's not even something we are dreaming about. You can sense that God is putting it in our hearts to finish something. How many can realize that the spirit of God is putting it in our hearts, making us understand it? That you need to finish. You need to finish. Amen. Wow. How many agree that God is putting it in your heart? Powerful. The next one. So that we, we, we must finish so that we can please God. Bring God joy to the uttermost. So that we can bring God the highest kind of joy. Amen. We must bring God the highest kind of joy. Amen. What do you think? How many know there is something like the highest kind of joy? Philippians 2.2 Fulfill ye my joy. Fulfill. You can fulfill the joy. You can let joy be complete. Or you can let joy be half. Isn't it? In sexual pleasure... When joy is complete, sexual joy is complete. I'm talking about those who understand what I'm talking about, those who are married. If you are not married, say, I don't understand it. So don't, don't, don't even listen to what I'm saying. After you are married, they come for the tape. You can have maximum pleasure, but you can also just have an experience. Amen. And many ladies don't have the ultimate joy. They have, I mean, some 10%, small percentage of experience. They don't have the full joy or the fullness of pleasure. It's just something that they are allowed to happen. You keep looking at me like you don't understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, I'm trying to explain when it says, fulfill my joy. <laughs> It's like you are having sexual pleasure, but it's not full. It's some percentage. Yeah. You enjoy it up to a point. Some people even don't enjoy it at all. One day, one lady went to come, uh, she got, they got married. She said, ah, is this what people have been doing? Is this it? Is this it? Is this it? And uh, we explained to her, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Iona. Kiona. What does it mean? That's it. Kiona. Is this it? That's it. Kiona. A book says only 40% of women experience full joy. I mean, or have experienced it before. Not that they experience, have experienced it before. Yeah. So that's why they don't like it when they have nothing to gain from it. Yeah. And when they are trying to get something, then they like it. So God is also saying, Yes, you are bringing me joy, but not full joy. 
God is not fulfilled. God doesn't get to the orgasmic levels of joy when he sees you. When, when you, have not, you have not fulfilled. What do you think? How many understand it clearly? Yeah. You are giving him joy, but some minimal experience. When he sees you, this is not... Yeah. A certain lady... <laughs> Should I tell there are children here? Okay, those who are not married, close your ears. No, you can still hear. Are you there? God wants maximum joy. When God looks at me, there is a certain maximum joy he can get out of me. I can make him happy to a certain ecstatic level but God can also look at me and say hmm, okay. mercy so when God sees you does he guess what <laughs> or he just look at you and say hmm, is that all have you finished have you finished <laughs> where is the rest of it do you claim to have finished? So South Africa, God is looking at you and saying, ah, is that all? Have you finished? A certain lady, <laughs> she was sleeping with somebody. When he finished, she asked him, is that all? Brothers, if they ask you, is that all? <laughs> <laughs> is that all <laughs> have you finished <laughs> just now is that is that all so listen that's what god is asking south africa is that all is that all 37 churches you finished already have you finished Have you finished? Are you getting up and going just now? <laughs> Have you finished in Mozambique already? Just now. Just now. Hey. You finished. Is that all you can do? God is saying, I remember one of my servants whom I sent here. This is what he was able to do. A certain lady, she started to climb the wall and go and find other people. Because she could remember others. Jack Toronto used to do more for me. <laughs> Jack Toronto used to do you more. He used to work longer. <laughs> Fulfill my joy. Fulfill God's joy. God can have a joy up to a point. You can make the joy maximum. 
but you can make God know that you just existed, but that's all. Nothing much. There's nothing much about you. There's nothing much. Just start something, something measly. Is that all? Oh. Oh. Is that all that you can do? Ah. But, uh, my old guy, he could, he could, he could really do a lot. He could stay for hours. Just now. <laughs> Kaboo. As good as nothing. Is that what you want God to say to us? God was getting excited when Pastor Kingsley was here. And he was getting excited when Pastor Clufio was here. Is he going to get discouraged when he sees Pastor Jake and the rest of you here? And just just his, his joy that was climbing and just he said, ah, is that all? No, it shouldn't be. We, we have to take this thing to the end. How many are ready to take it to the end? Are you ready to take it to the end? Amen. How many understand what I'm saying? I, I want you to understand what I'm preaching. If you understand it, then I've achieved what I'm trying to do. If you don't understand it, there's no point in me preaching you don't understand. I want you to understand it. Amen? Are you ready? Okay, good, good. Next one. How many do you have? Huh? Less than 19. Wow. That's 19. Okay. You must go. The next reason why you must fulfill is that you must go to the ultimate and to the end, the maximum of whatever type of ministry you have received. Whether it is apostolic, pastoral, evangelistic, teaching or prophetic. You must go to the end. The ultimate conclusion of your kind of ministry. Amen. So if, if you are a pastor, you must take the pastoring to the conclusion. To the logical conclusion. But many of us are taking the pastoral ministry. We are not taking it to the end. And that's why I tell many lay pastors that the end of the thing is full time. If you are taking it to the logical conclusion. Yes. That's one of the conclusions. But you can be a better pastor than you are. And in Colossians chapter 4 verse 17. He says to Archippus. Take heed to the ministry which you have received from the Lord. That thou fulfill it. Take it carefully attend to the type of ministry that you've received and make sure you fulfill it. Make sure you go to the end. Make sure you fulfill pastoral work. Maximize understand it. Master it. Take it to the highest level that you can possibly take pastoral work to. Maximize pastoral work till there is no pastor like you. You must be the best pastor in South Africa. Must be the highest kind of pastor in South Africa. Wherever you are, whatever type to the highest. As I'm doing evangelistic crusades, I'm not trying to be just an ordinary evangelist. I'm trying to take it to the fullest ultimate that I can take evangelism to. Any possible extent that I can drive evangelism to, 
I'm trying to do that. What do you think? Is it a good idea? Yeah. That's why the church that I have founded, I'm not just want to be a founder of a church, but I want to be see the church can be handed over and handed over and hand. If I can see the church be handed over three times, different all the time, and it's still working, I think I'll be happy. But even just handing over from myself to somebody, it's not enough. You have to see the egg keeps passing. Your child can go here, can go here, can go here. So the child is still okay. Nobody can easily kill the child. Then you see that the child is strong, the child is mature. Yeah. So I don't want to just be a founder. So I'm a founder of a church. No, what type of church? That's why I'm doing all the things that I'm doing. I'm trying my best to take it to the mind. I don't want to just start a church. I want to start a church that will be here if Jesus doesn't come for the next hundred years. I pray the lighthouse will be a strong church still in South Africa or Malawi or wherever it is. Amen. Is it a powerful thing? So, what, what is your calling? You call yourself a shepherd. You call yourself a shepherd. What is the maximum we can take shepherding work to? I've written a new book called Art of Shepherding. What is the highest level you can take the thing to? Let's take it to the level. Like singing. If you are singing, what is the highest level? Fulfill. Archipus. Fulfill your ministry. Don't just go 10% of pastoral work, 10% of evangelistic, 10% of apostolic. 10%. Go to the end. If you go and start something. So if persecution is going to Ethiopia, you have to start churches. Live, and by the time you are dead, you have to see that something that cannot easily be removed out of Ethiopia. Something that can stand neck to neck with the Orthodox Church in Ethiopia. Now we all see that, yes, an apostle came here and he lived here for some years. What do you think? Is it a powerful thing? Yeah. There was a man, he came to Nigeria in 1955. A white man, an American. And he came to start the Four Square Gospel Church. And he stayed there for 11 years. Today, I have been invited to the Four Square Pastors. They have thousands of pastors in Nigeria. I've been there several times. His 11 years of work has left something that cannot easily be removed out of that country. That's how you have to think. You take it to the end. I'm sure that man is dead by now. 11 years of work in Nigeria from 1955 to 1966. He has left something real that you can't easily move away. So, Pastor Obi, what are you going to leave in Kenya one day? What about you? Are you taking it to the end maximum? The highest possible level? Huh? Or you just want to be, I want to be a sweeper in the house of the Lord. I want to be a cleaner. I want to just be average. I don't want to just be average. I want to fulfill. I want to go to the highest. I want to have the best. I want to take it to the conclusion that it can exist. You have a church. You have to desire to have a building. There must be a church building with a church office. Church Sunday school. Children's church. Uh, 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 international speakers coming and going. Huh? With other speakers, conventions, programs, camps. What are the possibilities in the field that you are working? What are the possibilities? Take it to the end. What do you think? That's why I always go to Korea. I invite all of you to come to Korea. I go to Korea to see the maximum ultimate possibility of a church. 
this year god really i'm going again i mean you see a church the man is 70 something years old he meets in the olympic stadium with his shepherds on a monday morning tuesday morning any morning he just calls his shepherds the olympic the the biggest stadium that you can have for the olympic the big one the olympic stadium you see the sign olympic stadium this way olympic stadium when you are in seoul korea you see the signs olympic stadium olympic stadium olympic stadium all the signs are in korea but that one is korean and small english olympic stadium this way that's why he meets shepherds the whole place is full <laughs> i mean we are talking of ultimate pastoral work he has been a pastor for so many years he has handed over his church and he just invites us and calls come fellowship at the stadium come in the morning <laughs> and they, every year you think that the church will get paid. I mean, there's, we are still looking at the ultimate levels of pastoral work. What, what else can you do? So every type of ministry has its ultimate. If you are a doctor, you can take it far. You can become a private. This you can have a hospital. You can do this, 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 this. You can have this. You can do any field. You can be a certain level. And God is saying to you, tell Achipos that he better fulfill his mission. Take the thing to the end. So what can you do in Swaziland? You must have your building, church, children's church, offices, this, branches, branch pastors, branch buildings, this and that, whatever. What can you do? Take it to the end. Don't just sit there and say, we have been sent here to come and do something for God. Ah. What do you mean by that? Are you dull? Ask your neighbor, are you dull? Or you are alive? What did they say? Alive. There's a church called Alive Chapel. Amen. All right. Grace, come sing one song for us. Next one, number 20. Because I'm determined to finish this thing today. And then after that, we close. All right, all right, all right. The next one, you must ensure, you must finish, because you must finish delivering your message. You must finish delivering the message. Sometimes when you start preaching, you don't finish delivering your whole message. Amen. The message of loyalty must be fully delivered. We can't deliver it halfway. And that's why in Colossians chapter 1 verse 25, Paul said, Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. To fulfill the word of God. To fulfill the word. I must complete the word of God. Jesus said, I have finished. I have given them the words that thou gavest me. Amen. There is a message that Lighthouse Chapel is bringing. We must fulfill it. We can't give it halfway. People will not understand what we are saying. Some people think that loyalty, you, when you are loyal in the church, we are all afraid. I, some say, I, I hear the bishop is very hard. He has cursed, whatever. If you do this, this will happen. If you do, people come to the church and say, ah, what are you talking about? You don't understand what they are saying. The people, a lot of the people, they rather love him. They rather, they, they, there's nothing like fear or whatever. 
You don't understand. So they don't understood the message. They just sit outside and say, hey, that church, loyalty. Loyalty church. You need to look a little closer. You need to hear it better. I met an old friend today in a cafe on the hill to see him after all these years somehow did not seem strange we laughed and reminisced about the life we used to lead but I could tell at least with him nothing but a change Invitation to a party was all he had to offer. Everyone will be there and all the highly thing. So as he checked the time and he paid the check, he said we're all appearing. But I could tell the one he was talking. boyfriend, her old boyfriend and she realized that he hadn't changed all he was doing was inviting her to parties and so on as she was looking at him and he was talking to her, so you realize that nothing much had changed, all he could talk about inviting to a party so he wanted to tell the guy look a little closer and you can see that I've changed that God has done something in my life you need God look a little closer Hallelujah. How many want the unbelievers to look a little closer and see that there is a difference in your life? Come on, sing it again. I met an old friend today in a cafe on the hill To see him after all these years Somehow did not seem strange life we used to lead but I could tell at least with him nothing much had changed an invitation to a party was all he had to offer everyone will be there and know the highly so as he checked the time and he paid the check, he said we're all up here in. But I could tell the one he was talking to was the old me. And as he looked a little closer, look closer, can't you see that I have changed? I'm not the girl I used to be My life has rearranged Come on and look a little closer Look closer I'm not the girl I used to be I gave my heart to Jesus And he gave a brand new life to me Wow, come on, give the Lord a clap offering 
As we began to leave the table and we started toward the door In my heart there was a staring and I knew there was something more In his eyes there was an emptiness that only Jesus can feel it reminded me of how I used to be before I accepted him. After an awkward moment, he broke the silence and he said, I heard about a savior, or was it something that I read? But I don't need religion. There's nothing to it anyway. I asked him if he wouldn't mind if we, if we took time to pray. Lord, help him look a little closer, look closer. Help him feel your loving touch. Remove the blindness and change his heart. Surround him with your love Lord help him look a little closer Look closer Another girl I used to be Do for him what you've done for me Lord Set my brother free Set him free Would you do that for me
God has given us they are to fulfill all righteousness we have to finish our work because we need to fulfill all righteousness some things you are not doing them because you need to finish anything great but just to complete a certain protocol amen amen how many have not been baptized in water immersed in water since you were born again raise your hand raise your hand you need to be baptized not just because it does anything to you but because you have to fulfill all righteousness amen you need to do certain things so that you fulfill all righteousness so sometimes god is asking us to do certain things not because it's doing anything special but because it's necessary to happen like you have to be ordained you have to become a pastor you have to be a shepherd you have to preach you have to do the work just to fulfill certain laws that are fulfilled amen sometimes when i send people one time i was sending somebody i said look the reason why i'm sending you is because it's not because you need you are even going to do something there but it's to fulfill certain righteousness because i said one day you you need to be in a particular position and you need to speak but if you haven't gone to this place before you cannot say what you need to say all is theory do you understand yeah like you don't want to make you a, a, a commander in the army you've never been to war before you've never been to military training school before do you get it so you realize that there are some things you need to do not so that you do any particular thing or anything would change people but so that you have have some experience and some of us really need to fulfill certain things in our lives. We need to fulfill certain righteousness. Some of us, our tithes are not going to make any difference to the church. But you need to do it. So that you fulfill the righteousness of being committed that you don't steal 10%. How can you steal 10% and be an honest pastor? I mean that you need to be a real good hypocrite. So some of you, maybe you may be students or you don't have much money. But the 10% is necessary to fulfill something. You see, I never knew that when I finished school, I would just work for one year and I will go into ministry. But throughout my student life, from a certain point, God revealed to me what is tithe. And I started to pay tithes. And I remember one time I was living in London for a year. That is where I knew what survival was. But I had to learn how to pay tithes. My pastor wore shoes with alligator skin, snake skin shoes. The most expensive shoe. One shoe is $1,000. And I was paying my tithe. Every time I paid my tithe, it means I wouldn't eat. Because I was not employed. And I had amount was I think 20 pounds. When I took off the tithe and then my bus pass of 12, I was left with five pounds like that and I could buy one meal a day for five days or six days but remaining one day 
every week I paid my tithes. First thing, huh? I paid my tithes. And then I lived off the rest without being able to eat for one day. It was something that God wanted me to experience because one day I'll be a pastor and I'll be encouraging people to pay tithes. But if I myself have not paid tithes before, not that those two pounds was making any difference to my pastor who was driving a Rolls Royce Jaguar with a thousand dollar snake shoes and alligator, any animal that is, he wore it. He wore, he was wearing animals to walk on the, on the road. How much difference do you think that two pounds made to that church? They used to, they used to, they announced their, their target, 5,000 pounds a week offering. And 5,000 members, it was their goal, 5,000 pounds a week, 5,000 members, 5,000, this is our vision. They announced openly that it was a prosperity oriented church fully my two pounds I don't make anything to the five thousand pounds a week that they were raking in in those days with jaguars days that that the people come ministers from america it was not a small ministry it was the top ministry in the uk at that time but god trained me with my two pounds i was faith today i direct millions of dollars in the church if i want to steal i can steal it you wouldn't even know i was standing here on a tv you would not even know how will you know how, how will you know when, when you control a lot of money you can steal too you cannot easily know so i mean god has allowed me to see a lot of money that i have there. i can control it i can say that you go here you should go here you should go here but you see, there are some things that have to be proven me. And it cost only two pounds, but it cost me a certain something. I felt it. God had to show. Now, some of you, when you see with your 20 rands, you don't pay offering, you don't pay tithes. Tithes, you just mulliganize and bring some figure. You bring a figure to the church and you say it's your tithe. It's not, it's not your tithe at all. How do you think God can promote you? Today, look at me. I can drive any car that I want. But I don't drive it. I drive the old car that I've driven for the last seven years. It doesn't mean anything. But now I can. What is the name of the car? I can have it. I'll send a text and the car will start coming. You, you can only look at it in the glass and be praying. And claim you can be claiming and naming. Window shopping, so internet shopping without the ability to buy. But you see, why will God give you authority when he has not tested you? And he has to test you. He has to be tested even with the women. Will you sleep with the women in the church? Because when you are a pastor, the women can throw themselves on you and will do anything that you say. Will you sleep with them? Will you mishandle them? Before he will give you such control and power and authority, what will you do when you have such powers? That's what happened to Eli's sons. They were misusing the money and they were misusing the women. I see some of you, small protocol, God is expecting you. Oh, I just, it was, I was just trying to test you with this one year, something, this situation that you were there. I was just trying to analyze you and see how I could lift you to the next level. And that one became a problem. My wife went on Sunday, my wife went to a program. She came back to tell me, she said, look, a pastor came there he said that he came to he was, he was asked to speak she said he told a story that was amazing 
She said that the pastor got up and said he was a poor pastor from Ghana and had gone to preach. I'm sure I've missed some details of the story, but it was like something like that. He went to preach and he went to preach somewhere and the pastor gave him uh, $1,500. And then he went to this other church where he was speaking, a small church, and a prophet came there. The prophet said, there is somebody here. You come from Guyana. He said Guyana. So maybe he was from Ghana. Guyana or Ghana. Then he mentioned his name. He said, I think your name is Obey. He said, and you have $1,500 now in your pocket. And he said that it was all that he had. He had borrowed money from Ghana from somebody to buy a ticket to come to America. He had borrowed $1,500. And that $1,500 is exactly what he was going to pay. And he didn't have any money. And the man said, God wants to bless you. And he wants you to bring the 1500 that is in your pocket to give it to God. And he was just about to go back to Ghana. And he said the money was so precious to him. That is why he had not left it in the house and he had put it in his pocket and brought it to the church. And the prophet was saying that the money is in your pocket now. And you are standing, sitting here now. It's exactly 1500 And you are from Ghana or Guyana and your name, your name is Obey. He said, Charlie, he was sitting there. You see, God was trying to test him. He said he could not believe it. But the way it was, he could not escape. And I think he didn't go forward. And I think the next day, he went and he brought them. I said, look, I cannot keep it for you. And I'm going to go back home without the money to pay for the whatever. So he packed his bags and left for Ghana. He said, as he was checking in at the airport, he was going, a lady came up to him and said, are you such and such? She said, look, I, I had a whatever. God spoke to me. He said that you are from Ghana or whatever. God spoke to me. It wasn't even related to that service. That there is somebody from Ghana and I should go to the airport or so and I'll meet the person. And when I went, I used such and such. I said, yeah, the pastor, I'm going this year. She said, God told me I used to be a mission with my husband. He's dead. And I have something, savings. And God told me to give it to you. I forgot how she got to meet the person. He was checking he was going with penniless. He said, God, I should give you this envelope. He said, wow. The man who had been called to come and give the 1500 So he took the envelope. He said, God bless you. So he took the envelope small envelope and he opened it he was going when he opened the envelope one thousand two thousand three thousand four thousand five thousand six thousand ten thousand twenty thousand twenty five thousand thirty thousand forty thousand dollars in the envelope the woman disappeared he never saw the man again forty thousand u.s dollars he could not believe it he said, I won't travel again. He collected his bags back. Back to because he had nothing. He was going with he wanted instruments. Now he yeah, he was going back to go and, and he didn't have even money to pay that debt in return. He said, That thing. Anytime he's discouraged, he remembers that thing. Now I see that God is real. They called his name and the amount of money that he had in his pocket and told him that this is a God wants to bless you. And this woman came at the airport. 
and gave him the man and said, I was a missionary in Africa many years ago. My husband is dead and I have this savings and God told me to give it to you and brought it to you. Some of the things that you are doing is not because you are going to help somebody's ministry with 1,500. But it's to fulfill maybe the law that you should sow so that you should reap. Because without sowing, you cannot reap. So when we look at our lives and realize that even that law to be responsible so that you don't steal God's 20 rand or 30 rand or $20 or $30. You cannot be in charge of a church. And if you are a pastor and you don't pay tithe, we will sack you. Nobody is allowed to be a pastor of this church who doesn't pay tithe, a lay pastor. If you don't pay tithe, you cannot be a pastor in Lighthouse. We will, and we check pastors' tithes. If you don't pay tithe, you can, because it means you will not tell the people to pay their tithe. You cannot have a different opinion on this matter. I hope it is clear. How many agree with me? Yeah. So some of the things God is asking you to do, it's not about you. Or something you are going to give somebody two pounds. It doesn't change the pastor's, it doesn't change the pastor's destiny when you pay your tithe. Your tithe will not change my destiny. Your tithe does not affect my life. Your tithe does not change my future. Get it into your head. And it doesn't change anybody's future. It changes your life. And so when Jesus went to be baptized in the river, it was not because he was a sinner. It was to fulfill some protocols. Some things that have to be fulfilled. That's all. Just, it should be done. One day when I became a bishop, a bishop is somebody who oversees churches. So when I became a bishop, I announced to the church, I'm a bishop. From now I'm bishop. That's all. The way I became a pastor, I did the same one for the time. Bishop Duncan Williams called me and told me, he said, what you did is not the right way. It is true, this, 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 but it's not the right He talked for a long time. I said, ah, da, 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 da. I said, no, you have to do the right way. You must be ordained or consecrated as a bishop. It was just because he was talking a lot. I decided to just do what he said. Because yeah. when the experienced people are talking, be careful. Not because I was not a bishop, because I was overseeing about 100 churches. I was a bishop. But there are some things to be done in a particular way. And because I did it, later on, as the ministry went on, I realized I now needed to consecrate some other people as bishops. But because I had done it, and I subjected myself to that ceremony, now I had the authority to also conduct such a ceremony and make the office of a bishop something clear and defined but if i had not done that protocol john wesley he was challenged one day when he was preaching who made you a preacher how can you get up and say this thing he said i was ordained by the archbishop of canterbury anglican church i'm ordained that's why i'm speaking and the man kept quiet jesus was challenged who gave you authority he said john the baptist i was baptized to the ministry John the Baptist. Do you believe in him? They couldn't answer. So sometimes it's not about anything. Sometimes God tempts you with your father not to just see how you respond so as to keep you from that same thing one day. Because you are about to make a mistake also. And he's going to cover you. But when you don't behave in a certain way, because you strike, he has raised seven hands to come and strike you down also. Are you listening? How many understand what I'm talking about? 
So there are some things you have to finish the protocol. You have to become a pastor, become ordained, do everything, finish the schools, finish the one pastor. We were saying to the school, why should I do exam? Why should I do exam? What do you mean? You don't want to do exam? Go to another church where they don't do exam. Foolish boy. Stupid. Don't want to do exam. Go to a church where they don't do exam. Here we do exams. We do exams here. This is what we do here. If you don't like it, get out. That's how our church is. Don't come and start. One guy, he was saying, eh, one church that we join every day, exam, this and that. And he was a pastor. So he came for an exam and they asked him, what is John 16 verse 24? I, no, he, they, they, they asked him, very, very, I say unto you, uh, something, something, something. And he answered, it's in Romans something, something. So, uh, a pastor. When they ask you, verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever shall do this, you say in Romans. Is it not Jesus who said, verily, verily, I say unto you? How can it be in Romans? And you are, you are criticizing our exam. Some of the things, it's not because you are ignorant, but it's a pro- protocol you are supposed to fulfill humbly. Humbly go through it. Whenever you meet somebody who is not prepared to bend and accept to go through the systems, that person is an evil person. Watch that person carefully. You've joined the church. You don't want to do the things that are being done in the church. You want a special route because you feel that you are big. Who do you think you are? Tomorrow, if you don't like certain things, don't come because tomorrow I am I'm going to war. You see, to win a war, you must you must become war. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm just telling you, those of you who complain about things you don't understand, some of them I agree. They are laborious. They are useless. What is the use of going into water? You come out with clothes. And underwear and everything is wet. And your nice hair that you've done. The ladies... What is the use? I agree. But that's what is being done. And Jesus said, let it be done so that I can complete the righteous behavior that I have to complete. So sometimes, somebody is doing something because he has to complete certain things. Yes. So allow yourself to go through, be humble, and flow. If there is exam, do it. If there is a school, you must go do it. Whatever you have to do, do it. So that you flow in the system. Amen. That's one of the reasons why we must finish. We must finish so that we can fulfill all righteousness. All righteousness. Amen. Tell your neighbor, the man knows about you. Okay, we are ending. How many do you have? Wow. Mercy. 22. So that you will not be rejected by God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I wish that thou were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Amen. Now, if you don't like hot food, you will not understand this verse. Food that is not hot is, for somebody who likes hot food, like me, warm food 
is not acceptable. I don't eat warm food. I don't like warm food. I like food either hot or cold. And if it is warm, I don't eat it. And I'm entitled to my, uh, what do you call it? Culinary uh, uh, preference. At my age, I'm entitled to my culinary preferences. When you are a child, eat it what you are given. I reach a place, you say, I won't eat again. Now, how many of you like hot food, warm food, cold food? Those who like hot, raise your hand. Hot. Hot, hot. I was a hot. Not, not pepper hot. I mean fire hot. Raise your hand if you like hot. Put your hand. Who like warm? Put it down. Who like cold? Who don't mind anything at all? Very good. So, those of you who like warm food, you will not understand this verse. You will never understand this verse. Yeah, you will never understand it. <laughs> it it's difficult to understand this verse. And sometimes people will say you are difficult to feed. Somebody say you are difficult to feed because you like it hot. When I see food and the fight, the steam is not coming out of it. Look at this food and say, ah. Because I'm a doctor, I've seen flies. You know one of the things that flies like is feces. You try it out one day. Go to out where there's no toilet and find a place there and do your best there. And turn around and look at it. Within one minute, it will be covered with flies. I'm giving you that assignment. You go and do it. From that day, you fear flies. When you see a fly coming to sit on the pool, you say, hey, where have you been before you came here? <laughs> but flies will not easily sit on steamy hot food. So that when you see that he's just been lying there, flies in the kitchen. Hey, moving, sitting, going up, this and that. But heat can also kill gems. So somebody who said that, God said, because you are not either hot or cold, I reject it. You were heating and you heated small. When I'm going to eat and they heat the food after, I said, I don't like it because you didn't finish heating it. Finish what you started. Are you stirring up a fire in South Africa? Finish it. Don't do half because you are lukewarm, half heated. God says, I reject the South African work. Mercy. Because it's half hot. But those of you who like warm food, you will not understand this verse. So you, you write by it to be understood with time. If you like warm food, to be understood with time. Amen. How many think that God is difficult to feed? Because he doesn't like hot or cool. He doesn't like lukewarm. Is he difficult to feed? No, he knows what he wants. He's specific. It's rather easier to feed him because he just heat the thing. That's all. I want it hot. Some people, they don't know what they want. Number 23. Finish what you started so that you'll be ready to die. How many are ready to die tonight? Only one brother at the back. Mercy. 
finish. Yeah? Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. I am now ready to be offered. Amen. And the time of my departure is at hand. Why? Because I have finished my course. I finished, so I'm ready to die. Are you ready to die? Hey, you are ready. Are you ready to die? Are you ready to die? How many feel you are not yet ready? How many are not ready? Father, we pray for all those of us who are not ready for more time. Please give us a few more days, a few more weeks, a few more years, so that we will be able to join Paul and say, I'm ready now because I've finished my course in Jesus' name. Amen. And finally, so that you can occupy your room in the ministry. Amen. Amen. Wow. Elisha, Elijah had two servants. The first one, when Elijah went to eat, to uh, was dealing with Ahab in First Kings chapter eighteen, verse forty-one. He said, "Get thee up and eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain." So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of the camel, and he cast himself down on the earth and put his feet, face between his knees, and he said to his servants, "Go up now and look toward the sea." And he went up and looked, and he saw and said, "There is nothing." Go again seven times. This servant, Elijah's servant, is the one who saw Elijah doing all these powerful miracles. But he did not stay with Elijah to the end. He never entered the ministry. Huh? He never occupied his place. Because he didn't stay with Elijah to the end. May you stay to the end so that you can occupy your place in the ministry. In Jesus' name. Let's stand to our feet. I used to spend my whole life trying to figure me out, blaming everybody but me. I used to love to listen to people talking about instant remedy. To what I wanted to be Never applied to me To when I came to Jesus This message continues on the next track. Keep listening.